Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stress, Depressed, and Anxious with your host, D, aka Local Neighborhood Baby. So, happy Halloween, everyone listening. Today is Halloween Day, very spooky. I don't really celebrate Halloween, um, typically. There have been a couple of years where I have, but it's just not a holiday that I am always invested into. However, this year I thought uh, I would come on here and definitely record an episode for you guys. Um, And something came to mind, which is a little bit spooky, depending on your view of things. So I wanted to come on and talk about it. All right. So um, there is, I, I have this weird thing where I don't know. I mean, it's not really a weird thing. It's called intuition. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people have it, some stronger than others, but I do have a very strong, strong intuition, which is kind of spooky because, you know, before things happen, and it's usually not good things, usually (laughs) bad things, um, depending on how you look at life. But right before a catastrophe sort of happens, um, in my own life, uh, I just have a feeling about some, some, you know, a really, a really bad feeling. Or, um, and it's not, it's not only the feeling. Sometimes, sometimes it's a feeling. You know, you have a lot of people have really bad feelings before bad things happen, but sometimes I actually, I'm searching for a word here. Um, it's not really a premonition. It's just, I guess, I guess in a way it kind of is, but I feel like a premonition kind of makes me think of somebody like literally seeing the future and I don't ever literally see the future. I'm not like a fortune teller or something like that. I just kind of, something tells me exactly what's going to happen. I don't it's so hard to describe. I mean, it's not, it extends beyond just a feeling. It's also knowing, but without knowing. So anyways, I'll give you guys an example and then maybe, maybe it'll make a little bit more sense. A sad example. Um, okay. So at around the age of 24, 25, end of 24, definitely. Um, could have been right after I turned 25. Um, I turned, I, my birthday's in July. So I think it was like the month of August where this happened. Anyway, the way my life was set up at the time was, I was living at home. Okay. After college, I'd come home. I started working this job. Um, I really started my career with a company uh, an interesting company. So, um, if anybody knows those or have ever seen those 1-800 numbers and the, like a sticker, 1-800, like, how's my, how's this driver driving? Or, you know, um, where you could, you can see it on the back of like cable, um, vans or on the back of like 18 wheeler trucks and it'll just say how's my driving and you, you can call out those numbers and you just see it as like kind of a decal sticker 
Well, I've never really thought about it before I worked for this company or I started working for this company that I was working for. But, I mean, people actually do call that number (laughs) a lot. I mean, a lot. And I worked for basically a company that pretty much that was their program. That was what they sold is this um, How's My Driving program where they sold their decals to a bunch of different companies who would then uh transportation companies who would or any company that has a fleet of vehicles basically and um they would they had a safety program which basically we there was a call center where people would call in they would take reports they would send it to the driver's company and then there would be like you know, the driver would be put in, like, corrective action training and all that kind of stuff. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to bore you with the details too much, but I just want you to get a complete setup of my life at the time. So I started out there working in their call center, which was an interesting time and really, I don't know, if anybody's worked in a call center, you know, it's kind of like a little bit, it's not, it's, it's miserable, but it's also like, you meet some really interesting people working in a call center. Like you're, I feel like the people working in a call center are very, I don't know, very, very interesting people. I met some of the most interesting people in my life working in a call center environment. And I had a lot of fun. I was young. You know, I had a lot of fun. I had a good camaraderie with my coworkers. And anyway, I started off in the call center and I worked my way up. I got promoted to quality insurance, I got promoted to managing the call center, I got promoted beyond that into like customer care, you know, and uh, even further than that, like sales executive and all that kind of stuff. So like, I pretty much worked my way up through the ladder. And anyway, I was living at home at the time. Um, I had more than enough money to do whatever I wanted to do with so I was just kind of having tons and tons of fun um I had no real responsibilities I was kind of helping my parents parents not kind of but I was helping my parents like pay bills and stuff like that um so I paid for pretty much almost pretty much everything except for the rent to be honest um and uh, not all the groceries but every other bill that you would think of besides rent I was paying for Um, and I still had tons of money left over to do whatever I wanted. Um, and then I, uh, I don't know. I just, I remember sitting on, there was a period of a couple months for some reason where I, I had just discovered that I sleep better when I'm not trying to fall asleep. Like it just really sunk in and Essentially, what happened was I was regularly ended up sitting in the living room watching TV and um, I would fall asleep and, you know, on the couch and I would just get such a restful sleep versus when I was laying in bed in my room trying to fall asleep every night. And so it just became a habit of mine, which my mom hated, but she just dealt with it because it's like really not the biggest deal in the world. Um she she hated that I would just you know fall asleep on the couch every night but it became a habit that I would always do that we had this huge huge tv flat screen tv in the living room um that I that I bought 
and I had my like PS4 at the time um, gaming system so I could play whatever video games I wanted. I had um, it was a smart TV, obviously, um, so I could watch any of the shows that I wanted to watch. That was when my sister got me really big into Grey's Anatomy, so I was, like, binge-watching Grey's Anatomy, and I was also, um, before that, I think I was watching, um, what is that show? Gilmore Girls. I was watching Gilmore Girls a lot. I remember, um, I was, like, eating, tons of sushi because I just love sushi it's one still one of my faves um but I just had all this money to blow Sushi's not cheap <laughs> so I was like ordering sushi literally every night um uh, which you shouldn't do I don't think you should be eating that much sushi I don't know but I was literally ordering sushi every night or something else whatever I wanted like pretty much getting takeout whenever I wanted I would just sit in front of the tv after work and watch tv play my video games fought like i had my like comfy blankets i bought these like really nice um luxury like blankets and stuff <laughs> um i'd just be curled up on the couch like watching tv my mom would be in her room um pretty much doing the same thing but in her bed watching tv my sister would be in her room you know hanging out doing whatever she was doing and my dad at the time um i mean not just at the time but for many many years but he was a uh, long-haul truck driver, so he would be gone for, like, weeks and weeks at a time away from the house. And there was a lot of friction in my parents' uh, marriage at the time. It was really, um, it things were really very tense in the house and not good when my dad was around at all. It was just, it was, like, a horrifying situation to be in when he was around, um, and, you know, again there were just it was just really it was just really oppressive in that in the house but when he was gone it would just be me my mom and my sister we were just so at peace with each other and like just living our I don't know I, I don't know I don't want to say best lives but kind of in a way I mean we were all getting everything done that we needed to get done and um I just I was on the the couch one night and it just all sunk in. I think I was watching The Office at the time, which will always be one of my favorite shows. And I remember Andy Bernard, if you've ever seen The Office, one of the characters in The Office. And it was I was watching the one of the last episodes where Steve Carell, who played Michael Scott, I think it was the episode where he was... No, no, no. It was actually the last episode, I think. The finale. Yeah, I think it was the finale, the absolute finale of the series. And the character said uh, something like, I wish we could remember, we could know we were in the good old days while we were actually in them. And the thought came into my head and I was sitting on the couch and or laying on the couch, chilling out. I had no worries. I had all the money I needed. All the bills were paid. My mom was you know totally fine in her room relaxing watching tv my sister was totally fine in her room relaxing chilling out the house was totally peaceful um nice and cold and i was watching my favorite shows i had you know my favorite food and i thought through all of that and was just i just felt like 
it will, as a thought popped into my head, it will never be like this again. It's just like, I just like knew. I was like, it will never be like this again. Now, I didn't know in what context, because (laughs) at the time it made sense, you know, to say like, it would never be like this again, because, you know, getting older, we would all eventually get older. My sister was in college at the time. She was just, you know, it was like the summer. So she was home. But, you know, eventually she would, you know, get her own place. I would get my own place, you know, and we would all move on with our lives. I mean, obviously, you always go back home and you're with your family, but it's just never the same. And you have other people that enter your life. You know, maybe you get married, maybe you have a couple kids. But I felt like for me, it's the one time in my life where I literally virtually have no responsibilities, not a care in the world. Nothing is bothering me. I wasn't sick. I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel bad. I, everything was fine. Like, and I think it was such a big deal in the, at the time because I still did suffer with, um, a lot of anxieties, uh, and I was at the time already diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, but all my life there, even when I was a kid, there was just so much to worry about. And I worried about, or maybe it's not even that there was so much to worry about. Maybe it was the fact that like, I just noticed everything and I just worried about it. But I always had this like anxious, like fear about everything going on. And so it was such a big deal to me because you know, I could always think in my mind for a reason, like a a logical reason to worry about something. And an ailment that would, there was always an ailment bothering me. And at the time it was just like, nothing was wrong. And it was so, such a profound moment for me because I was just like, and I, and I just had this thought, like this pressing thought, which I guess maybe was an anxiety now that I think about it. It will never be like this again. This is the last time it will be like this. Soak this in. I remember feeling the fibers of the couch. I remember leaning back. I remember cozying into my blankets, like just trying to savor the moment of the fact that it was just such, it was so perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just so perfect. Everything was, you know, like good for me. Everything was just good. And I like, it's like, I I knew it was, I knew I was in the good old days. And I also knew it was coming to an end. Um, I knew it. And it was so, it was so weird. It was just like, I, I've, I've um, had, you know, moments where, like when I was 17, I remember, you know, I knew or I had a plan to kill myself. And in the days leading up to it, I don't, I don't want to say the day before, but I think the couple of days leading up to it, um, I remember having the same sort of feelings and I, I was so depressed, you know, and I wasn't really trying to like savor things, you know, because I didn't want to actually, I, you know, I hated life in a way, like I didn't want to be here. Um, but I just remember uh sitting in this room by myself and basically we had a house where the garage was converted into a room another room 
another bedroom, I should say. And it was this huge bedroom. Um, and no, but it, no, it was no one's room. It was like a guest bedroom that we use it as a guest bedroom, but, um, it had like a nice TV in there. And it was just like, we all, when no guests were staying over, we use it as like a hangout room to be alone. So I went in there I sat on the chair alone in the, we called it the back room. <laughs> I sat alone in the back room and I was so depressed and I knew I was going to, I was going to kill myself. And then one of my favorite movies is, or one, one of two, I guess I have, I have a couple of favorite movies. One of them is Selena. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, it's a, it's a good movie. It's a sad movie. It's um, a biopic about the artist, Selena, the Mexican singer that was tragically killed. And uh, Jennifer Lopez plays, you know, the leading role. And she was at her prime at the time. She was gorgeous. She still is. But this is like peak Jennifer Lopez. And um, anyways, it came on. And this movie doesn't... Now I think like it maybe plays all the time. But like at that time, it wasn't a movie that like it was a movie that would play on like HBO. Right. Like and it was rare. It wasn't like always coming on. But the moment it came on, I remember just knowing like I felt like some someone up there knew. I don't know. It was like it was like someone up there could feel my pain and and gave me this thing to like comfort me because like I love the film and it's like again it's just it was just such a it it was so rare at the time for that movie to just come on um they didn't play it very frequently at all so that played and I watched the whole movie you know and it got me kind of out of my head you know and after that movie played um I think Titanic played and that's one of my favorite movies. All sad, obviously. <laughs> like, um, but not sad if you if you really get it. And Titanic played. So I just watched the whole film. Um, and I felt like there's no way. At the time again, it wasn't like Titanic was coming on. I feel like now it comes on a lot more. But this was before like on demand this was before the age of like easy access like you had to wait for a movie to come on or have the dvd or you know um whatever and it just it came on right after like what are the odds you know what i mean so i watched that movie all the way through and then i think the same day or the next day if i'm not mistaken i don't know but i think i think one of my other favorite movies came on and it was um a little princess or the little princess it there's two of the versions of the same movie one was made a lot like earlier i think in like maybe like the 60s or something but one was made like 1995 maybe and my favorite one is obviously the one that was made like 1995 like when i was a, a kid um and i was born in 91 so, um, yeah, I think that movie came out around 1995. I'm not sure if it was that, that one's called The Little Princess or A Little Princess. But anyway, it's one of my faves. And that movie was also, like, not a common movie to just be playing. So that one came on as well, and I watched it. And I just remember feeling 
comforted at the time because I was like plagued, you know, like I just was ready to come out of my skin. Like I was suffering so much. And that was like just a rare moment in the middle of that suffering of peace. And I feel like it kind of compared to, I kind of compared to the other moment I was describing because it was so like, I don't know, it was just so, I don't know what the right word is, like, other, like beyond me, like otherworldly, like, it just seemed like, I don't know, it, it was not, I don't know, it's not normal. I can't, I don't have the right words, unfortunately, to like describe, like to describe like how it compares. I just feel like they were both profound moments that were so rare and I didn't feel like, it felt like it was coming from another source other than just, you know, regular me or regular life or whatever it was. And um, anyway, back to the moment where I was just kind of soaking in um, the feeling of like being in this such a good worry-free time that I knew was coming to an end. Like I just knew it and without knowing it. And anyway, within a week or two, you know, my dad had been in the family Um, my mother and sister moved to, um, another state. I was, I ended up renting a room in a stranger's home somewhere else. And I went through some of the worst time, like worst thing, not times, (laughs) I had worse times than that. But I had so much anxiety. I had like PTSD almost. I everything happened so, so suddenly. Like uh, I, I don't want to get into everything that happened, but it happened so suddenly, and I was overcome with anxiety. And I felt I felt like I had like PTSD. I couldn't even work every day. Like I was working at um, ended up leaving the that job, started working someplace else. And um, I was working in an office and I I would get such bad anxiety attacks that like I literally could not like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't stay in the office, even though I knew because at the time I was like in therapy and I knew exactly what was going on. I still like literally couldn't breathe. And so I would end up going to like spending unnecessary money and going to like, sorry, spending unnecessary money and going to like. Uh, clinics and our urgent cares and um I don't know just for them to tell me that I'm not dying because it literally felt like you know having a heart attack like it was just I could have passed out like it just was really really bad and this was like constant it was like debilitating and finally I just said enough is enough and I moved myself and went to go live you know in another state with Actually, my sister, my sister went, ended up going back to school weeks after because, again, she had been home from, from college at the time. So she went with my mom and then she went back to school. And then, you know, in the state that we are currently in uh, or that we had been in. And then I, I moved and went to go toward my mom. And that was like a really anxiety inducing time. I just packed up all my stuff and just moved because I felt like I just literally could not take it anymore. 
Um, it, it was crushing. And then, you know, I, uh, I was living, you know, I don't know. The whole point is, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to get into like the everything else because I feel like that could be a podcast episode in and of itself. The point being that it was never like that again, and it hasn't ever been like that again. Um, I don't want to say it will never because you never say never in life. You don't know what the future holds or whatever, but it hasn't been like that since. And you know, I just. I always go back to that moment because I feel like it's like a foreshadowing sort of moment. If it was a movie, they would definitely write that into it. You know, the moment that the character kind of just has this like foreshadowing moment. Or if it was in a book, it, it could it could definitely, I could see it in a book or I could see it in a movie, you know, having that sort of moment um, before the catastrophe. Um, but I always remember that moment and I feel like it's, it was so eerie and kind of spooky in a way. That's why I'm coming on here to, I could tell a real, you know, I could probably start talking about something else that's really spooky or really scary or whatever, but I just feel like, I don't know, that was like a spooky moment that in a way, because it's just scary to, it was scary to have that feeling in a way because, and I've had a lot of those, like I've had dreams where um, a word, because I, just to give us some history or some context, I read a lot. I've always read a lot. I've always been such a bookworm. I was reading at like, not to toot my own horn or anything like that, but I was reading at like a high school level when I was in elementary school I was reading at like a college level you know when I was in middle school and I was always tested gifting gifted in reading and writing and um I was just such a bookworm um and my mom she at one point became a nurse and then she worked like a, a privately for for people elderly people that needed care and one of the women she worked for was like filthy rich and had such a vast collection of books and when she heard my mom would talk to her about how much she had like this daughter that loved to read and so and I was probably like um dang how old was I Actually, I think I was reading at a college level when I was in elementary school because I believe we were the house where we lived at the time when this happened. I was literally in elementary school and um, I was reading. If anybody's familiar with the author, Nora Roberts, you might know what I'm talking about. And there's another author, Robert Morgan. Um, and these were like these are were college level books still they're college level reading books i think you could probably i mean they could a high schooler could read these books i guess depending on what high school but i think these are like probably considered college level reading um definitely way out of the range of a I, i could say i was in fourth or fifth grade at the time and like nine or ten literally 
and she just she just heard my mom talk about you know how much I like to read so she gave my mom these books which have gone on to become some of my favorite books my favorite authors and my mom would bring these books home and my mom never pre-screened the books thank goodness um to see what they were all about or like if the content was child appropriate which I am personally glad about because I feel like I mean, these were like romance novels, like these were like adult romance novels, not like your steamy in like super inappropriate. It was like a real true romance novel. Um, and I think the book that I read from Robert Morgan called Gap Creek was like pretty much the the it was about a marriage, you know, a full marriage story. Um, and anyway, I was reading this stuff at like nine and 10 years old. And just to say, like, giving it context of how much I always like to read and write and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, I know a lot of, even though when I'm speaking to you guys, I feel like a lot of times I can't get the words out that I want to get out. But, you know, I do know, I do have a good vocabulary, um, suffice it to say. And... I know a lot of words and I once had a dream where literally I use in the dream I use the word subterfuge I have never seen this word I have never read this word I know that I have never read the word I have never seen the word and if I did see the word right I know that I did not know what this word meant and I remember waking up and I kept repeating it in my head, repeating it in my head, subterfuge. Like, that doesn't sound like a, a real word. And this happened to me when I was probably like 23, 24. I woke up and I was like, this doesn't seem like a real word. Like, I, what, what, what does this mean? Like, I've, this can't be a real word. Like, this, it sounds stupid. Like, it can't be a real word. Like, but why? It was just bothering me so much because, again, I don't know. I like to read, you know, I like vocabulary. Um, so I, I like learning new words. So to have said something in a dream and not know if it was real is kind of like bugging me. Um, so I just hopped on my phone. Um, and I googled the word thinking like, yeah, it's not gonna be a real word. And it was it meant, you know, lies, deception. Uh, and I used it in the dream in the right context. So it was just really creepy. And it's like, how can you I remember talking to my mom about it and it was like, how can you have a dream where you use a word that you don't know and you to the point where you have to wake up and google it it's just it was just like weird so I don't know I just have these like weird moments where that you can kind of consider spooky where I just know something without knowing whether it is something that's about to happen or a word or I just will have like these I don't know these moments and maybe it happens to everyone who knows but I think that in my life it, those and, and it, it was I don't know those moments were just it, it was it was crazy when I think back to it um but that that story that I told you guys about you know the the knowing that it was the last moment before the catastrophe was probably I mean, I'm glad I know. I am glad that I know um, or that I knew because I did get to soak it up. 
And unlike Andy Menard, I didn't know that I was in the good old days before the good old days were over. But there's something sad about that, too. Um, and yeah, very spooky, you know, uh, moment in my life. But um, there have been truly scary, spookier moments. But I just feel like that moment was both spooky and sad and kind of th- ties into this the theme of this podcast. So I wanted to jump on and tell you guys that story. Hopefully it didn't bore you to tears. Um, tweet me at SD underscore anxious. That's S is in stress, D is in depressed, underscore anxious on Twitter. And let me know if you've had any of those kind of similar moments in your life where it just felt like you knew something without knowing it. Um, and maybe things have come to pass after. Who knows? Like, you tell me your little spooky moments like that um, that you've had in your life. If any of you guys have had any, maybe I'm just on an island by myself. Who knows? Um, and I hope all of you guys... Uh, if you do celebrate Halloween, have a happy Halloween. If you don't, have a happy day. Um, enjoy your day. Enjoy your night. Um, it's been it's been kind of like raining like crazy here, um, and yeah, it's been raining like crazy like almost every day. So that's been like trippy and weird. And tonight is no different. It's like dark and stormy night. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, and I did watch, I've been, you know, been watching scary movies all day, so I'm probably going to switch it up to some comedy or something like that to keep it light. I was um, thinking about going out, but I don't think that I will because of everything that's been going on, and I just feel like it's, I just have the feeling that it's just better to just stay in and you know, kind of wait until, you know, things are not so, I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't celebrate Halloween every year. I just sometimes want to get out of my head. So I think about like, you know, going out and having a good time. But again, I just made the final decision that I'm not going to go out um, this year. And maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I won't go out and celebrate any Halloweens um, because I never did growing up either. So, I'm just going to end this episode right here. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, I hope and wish you guys a stress-free, depressed-free, anxiety-free day, month, week, year. And I love you all. Um, as always, <laughs> I'm um, so grateful to all of you guys who listen to this podcast. And good night.